0: Welcome to the First Timers Cookbook Podcast. Hey guys, uh, we're going to get started here with the first things first. So first thing we're going to sit and talk about is one of the first chapters in the book is first things first. It's about starting out right. And what we're going to do to start out right, we are going to talk a little bit about food safety first and foremost. When it comes to food safety... There's a couple of things that we have to keep in mind. Um, One of the things that we need to keep in mind is that the best way to keep food safe is to wash our hands. Most uh, of the challenges when it comes to foodborne illness actually happen when we're cooking at home. That's right. So when you go out to a restaurant and you get sick a little while later, it's not necessarily always their fault. A lot of it can be things that happen or things that you do at home or things that you don't do at home and one of those could be properly washing your hands. So, We're going to talk about proper hand washing for a second. You need to step one really get your hands wet first um, using water that's about as hot as you can stand and Uh, You get your hands nice and wet, and that allows the soap, when you do put the soap on, to coat your hands a little bit more effectively. So you get your hands wet, you coat your hands with soap, um, an antibacterial soap preferably, and you then scrub for close to 10 to 15 seconds, uh, making sure that you get your fingernails, making sure that you get all in between your fingers and front and back of your hands, even part of your wrist. And then at that point, you rinse off with the water. Your total time of washing your hands should be right around 20 seconds. So uh, there's a lot of ways to remember that. A lot of people will sing Happy Birthday or their ABCs, all of which take about 20 seconds. So you wash your hands, uh, you get your hands wet, use antibacterial soap, scrub for 10 to 15 seconds, And then uh, rinse, and all should take about 20 seconds. That's the number one way of preventing foodborne illness and keeping things safe is washing your hands every time it needs it. Now, when do you need to wash your hands? That's a good question. Basically, you need to wash your hands as often as you need to. And that's where we are going to talk a little bit about cross-contamination. Now, cross-contamination is basically when you touch something dirty or when a dirty surface touches a clean surface or when your clean hands touch chicken juice or beef purge or any other dirty surface or item. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that we don't cross-contaminate. We don't want to share bacteria. We don't want to touch something that's dirty and then touch something that's clean because then Whatever we've touched that's clean is now not clean because it's been cross-contaminated. So make sure that uh, when we're using knives and cutting boards especially, that's generally the biggest culprit of cross-contamination. Make sure that in between um, cutting meat and cutting vegetables that you're washing and sanitizing your, your knives, uh, your cutting boards, your cooking surfaces, things of that nature. The other thing that we can really do to keep things safe and to prevent a lot of uh, potential challenges or potential um, cross-contamination issues or foodborne illness outbreaks is to keep things in the proper temperature zone. And what I mean by that is there is something called the temperature danger zone that is roughly 40 degrees to 140 degrees. Specifically, it's more like 41 degrees to 135 degrees, but we'll stick with 40 to 140 for all intensive purposes of this. Basically, any, any time that food is either warmer than 40 degrees and colder than 135 degrees, especially when it's closer to like 70 degrees, that is when the bacteria can spread the most. And that's why we want to avoid those those areas. Now, obviously, when we're working with food, when we're prepping it or cooking it, that's the area that it's going to be in. So we know that we're going to have to have food in that area from time to time. The whole point, though, is to mitigate that time, to lessen that time, to make sure that when we are working with food, we work with it uh as quickly as possible and keep it out of that danger zone um, as much as we can. So we try to keep hot foods hot, meaning when food is hot, we want to make sure that it's over 135 degrees if we're holding it for for later. And if it's cold, we want to make sure we keep it in the fridge or the freezer as long as possible so that um, we're keeping it out of that temperature danger zone and we're making sure that we're not... Um, not allowing that bacteria to grow. The best way to, you know, you might be thinking, well, how do I thaw items? Well, the best way to thaw items is to actually keep them in the fridge to thaw. So, you know, that Thanksgiving turkey that you're going to thaw out for days, the best way to do that is to make sure that you give yourself enough time so that it can stay in the refrigerator and thaw in the refrigerator. So, um, we want to make sure that you know the potentially dangerous items, not necessarily the the raw fruits and vegetables, but more like the raw meats, the dairy products specifically milk. Um, they they stay as cold as possible for as long as possible, and then once you're ready to prep them and and cook them, then you bring them out. You work in that temperature danger zone, but then you cook them as quickly as possible. You don't allow them to sit out for hours at a time and allow that bacteria to potentially grow to dangerous levels. The other thing that you want to do is you also want to make sure that you're cleaning as you go. So you don't necessarily want to bring out, if you're going to make this whole meal, don't bring everything out all at once. Try to prepare one item or one dish or one component of your meals at a time. So, for example, you're going to be doing a steak, uh, baked potato, and broccoli. So what you would want to do is you also want to time things as you can. You know that the steak and the broccoli is not going to hold that long, but the baked potato will. So one of the nice things um, that you can do is you can actually prepare those potatoes and kind of set them aside because they don't require the same refrigeration that the broccoli and the, the meat will. Uh, you can also cook that ahead of time because that will hold longer and, and keep the integrity of the product longer instead of um, a steak, which the longer you, you hold it is going to either get more overcooked or it's going to dry out or it's going to become potentially dangerous depending on how long it's out. So keep these in mind. Um, First and foremost, we want to wash our hands effectively. We want to keep away from cross-contamination. We want to use our refrigerator as much as possible, keeping things out of the temperature danger zone. We want to make sure that we clean things up as we go, so as we cut that chicken, we, uh, we take the cutting board and the knife and we put them in the sink and we wash them, or We remove them from our our cutting areas if we're going to do vegetables after that. And we just make sure that we're cleaning as we go. Not only does it help food safety-wise, but it also makes you much more effective as a cook. A lot of the chefs that you would work with in the kitchens would be very demanding of you keeping your workstations clean because there's very limited space in the kitchen, and so you want to make sure that you're maximizing that space. The best way to maximize that is kind of giving everybody their own space and making them accountable for keeping that space clean. So remember a few of these things; this will help you get started and allow you.